listening to History Man, a project of ekbarns.com, where we walk in the footsteps of heroes and proclaim freedom reigns. On today's episode, we're talking to Joseph Johnson from Cherokee County, South Carolina, and the engagement at Fort Thickety. Welcome, Joseph. Thanks, Eric. Appreciate being here. Joseph, uh, the upstate of South Carolina is uh, replete with a, a number of skirmishes, battles, engagements uh, in the Revolutionary War that have literally been lost to the history books. Uh, very few know about them. Uh, I know that uh, here in Cherokee County, you have Limestone College mm -hmm. and the springs down there at Limestone College were mm -hmm. a watering hole, mm -hmm. even as far back as the Revolutionary War mm -hmm. for people coming through this area. That's right. The uh, Gaffney, which is the county seat here, is uh, really kind of situated in between Kings Mountain and Cowpens, is that correct? That's right, pretty much dead middle, yep. Yeah, and uh, a, a number of, uh, of uh, thoroughfares along the Cherokee foot trails come through this area. But I'd love to hear about the engagement of Fort Thickety. It has a, a, a number of heroes that mm -hmm. play a significant part in battles that lead up to Cowpens. That's so. right. Let me just kind of give a little background in uh, my involvement with the fort. Uh, fort Thickety is located in the kind of southern part of Cherokee County. Uh, it's actually an area called Gocher. That's kind of the colloquial area, Gocher. Uh, it's located behind Gocher Elementary School, which is where actually I went to elementary school. I didn't mention that to you earlier. So I grew up going to school and knowing about Fort Thickety. It was kind of one of those things you hear people talk about but don't really uh, know a whole lot about. So uh, in my adult life, after I graduated from Gocher Elementary, I became a board member of an organization called CHAPS, and CHAPS is the Cherokee Historical and Preservation Society. Uh, basically, it's a group that in the, was formed in the 60s, and the purpose is to uh, promote and preserve history in Cherokee County. In 2014, CHAPS was fortunate enough to actually purchase Fort Thickety, the fort uh, where it stood and where one of the buildings still remains was in a family name for at least 100 years, maybe 200 years. So when we got it in 2000, 2014, it was very exciting because we had a goal of uh, preserving the property and hopefully, and I still are hope to one day, build it up the way it was back in the 18th century. Uh, so, as I said, CHAPS was fortunate to get that in 2014. Fort Thickety is a little bit difficult to research, and we'll talk more about that in a little while because of a couple of reasons. One, when we spell Thickety, uh, the way I spell it, most history books spell it, is uh, with two T's at the end, T at the beginning, two at the end. Sometimes you'll see it with only one T at the end. Um, it's also known as Fort Anderson. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's got an AKA on it, and that kind of uh, makes it difficult for research purposes because, uh, Eric, as you're aware, there's a very popular Anderson name in South Carolina. There so is, yeah. you go to the archives and start trying to find things about the word and using the keyword Anderson, it kind of mixes things up. So it kind of makes it a little difficult. But what we do know, the limited history we know about Fort Thickety, is that it was built around 1760, uh, during the Cherokee War. Uh, it was designed as a, a shelter to protect against Native American raids. People in the, in the community, the Gocher White Plains community around Cherokee County, uh, it's a place if there was a raid they could go and they could be secure. And 
it was the the construction on it is is questionable at this time we've not been fortunate enough to do a lot of intensive archaeological research we've done some scanning and some digging but nothing of a great magnitude uh, but the the historical research research indicates that it had a um, an abatis around the outside of it which is basically just where they build up dirt and put sharpened sticks pointing outwards now it is known as Fort Thickety. I have been trouncing through those five acres many times. Uh, I know where the name comes from. It is still Briar Patch Central down there. It is very thick is through right? there. It is. Uh, it is still very thick through there, and um, and that's probably where the name was derivative of. Uh, I can quote briefly John Belton O'Neill Landrum's book, Colonial Revolutionary History of Upper South Carolina, where it says, it had an upper line of loopholes and was surrounded by a strong abatis with only a small wicket to enter it. By it had been put in thorough repair at the request of the garrison. Um, so as far as kind of what the structure was, that's about all we know at the time. Now, how it relates to being historical, how it relates to uh, the importance of Cherokee County and Revolutionary War history, it all, it all centers around July of 1780. At that time, British commander Captain Patrick Moore uh, was stationed there with around 90, 94 men. That's what most historical accounts say. He had the, uh, he had the fort, and they were routinely uh, going out and getting supplies from local people. Uh, the local people got fed up with it and finally got uh, some Patriot soldiers to kind of band together and try to help resolve this issue. Because yeah. Tryon, North Carolina was like a hotbed as well That's for right. the Patriot movement, right? That's right. And we had General Rutherford in the area. We had General Sumter mm-hmm. kind of from South Carolina. He was mm-hmm. he was over in the new acquisition district over mm-hmm. there somewhere. And the British were right, right in the middle. When you say they're upset at the British or upset at Patrick Moore, who mm-hmm. are they sending word to? Well, they're different uh, different men with the militia or the Patriot forces, uh, again, some of the research on this is spotty at best. Most of the research that deals with Fort Thickety is how a lot of research is, begins in these, uh, in these types of cases is through pension records and, you know, finding out uh, from widows, uh, you know, I, I was at the engagement at Fort Thickety and et cetera, et cetera. So it was kind of hard to say exactly who all uh, who always contacted about it, but at the same time, we do know a number of folks were involved. Colonel Isaac Shelby, uh, you had a lot of good, interesting points earlier about uh, his father and some other interesting uh, things dealing with Isaac Shelby. He was uh, the main Patriot force that ended up there, and I, if if I remember correctly, I think he had um, another group that kind of jailed in with his to deal with what we call. The engagement of Fort Thickety, which, as I said, it's coming July 1780. That's when it all comes ahead. I had uh, uh, my notes, uh, Colonel Andrew Hamilton, North Carolina. Uh, William Graham, Colonel William Graham, also from North Carolina. Colonel Elijah Clark, Georgia. He, he, he ended up uh, at Kings Mountain in Musgrave Mill, as did um, Isaac Shelby. You talk about Elijah Clark. Elijah Clark was huge. He was from Georgia. That's right. Prior to Patrick Ferguson going to Kings Mountain, Mm -hmm. he was waiting Mm -hmm. for Elijah Clark to come back into the area because he wanted to surprise him and ambush him. Elijah Clark never came. (laughs) 
and that that delay caused Patrick Ferguson to get uh, waylaid right there at Kings Mountain wow. and, and defeated there. Wow! Uh, but Elijah Clark was huge. He had a, he had a great reputation mm -hmm. as far as a patriot leader. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, I didn't yeah. mean to didn't no, mean to go down no. that uh, rabbit hole. No, I like rabbit holes, especially talking about some of these guys because I mean it was it, it was certainly a. Uh, uh, it was a well-rounded group, let me put it that way. This wasn't just folks uh, living in Cherokee – well, what, there was no Cherokee County then, but uh, not till 1897. But uh, what, what, what was the county then? should have been Spartanburg. It was Spartanburg. That, that area is kind of convoluted because Cherokee was formed from parts of um, Spartanburg, Union, and York. Uh, uh, York's fairly easy, if I'm not mistaken. It's everything east of Broad River. Uh, but but where Fort Thickety is, it's it's like I said, it's a southern part of of, of Cherokee County, close to Packlet would probably be the closest incorporated area. Uh, but, but again, not too far from Union County. But if if the old maps that I've reviewed, I'm pretty sure it should have been in Spartanburg County or Spartanburg District or whatever I they see, call it. In. So, um, and as a matter of fact, they had uh, the first Spartanburg uh, Spartan, excuse me, regiment of militia were there too. So, I mean, you did have you certainly had local people but you had commanders from all over you had people from all over uh ultimately when this finally comes to head uh, there's approximately 600 men that come to fort thickety uh on the patriot side so you end up with this showdown and it ends up uh july 25th uh hot summer you know in south carolina uh patriot forces get there and the story that, that I've been told, and you can read in some of the history books, is that they get there around sunset. You've got 600 men surrounding a fort with 94 men. Now, there have been a lot of uh, accounts that I've read that said, you know, the fort was so well built, it probably could have withstood, you know, that's, that's a, basically a six to one ratio, and it could have withstood it, perhaps. Um, well, they had a lot of, uh, they had all their stores stored up inside that fort. Right. right? You, you had food, you had water. More importantly, you had ammunition. A lot of ammunition. A lot of ammunition. Yes. And uh, there was really only one way in and one way out of that. Mm -hmm. that and talk about a funnel. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's that right. was, it was virtually like that. That's so, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, those are the stories that I have heard, too. Yeah. And going out to the site, uh, you know, the present-day site, uh, the topography is clear. Uh, it's the high ground. I mean, it is the high ground of the area. And uh, you, you can clearly see that that would have been uh, beneficial to whoever had it. Uh, but, but the story is that near sunset, the, the forces kind of show up, they kind of circle it, they kind of, you know, uh, they get around the, uh, the fort and they basically um, demand to um, Captain Moore to surrender. Moore basically replies, more or less, we'll fight to the last man. <laughs> and so at sunrise, that's July 26th now, Isaac Shelby tells the 600 men to kind of move in, move closer to the fort so that uh, Captain Moore can get a better appreciation of the numbers because uh, supposedly at, the, at night and uh, they may have been a little more spread out, couldn't really see the odds at that point. Were there any shots, had any shots been fired up until that point? Not to any record. That's, that's the big, that's the big kind of uh, uh, historical note about Fort Thickety is that as far as I've ever been able to research, folks at Chapsman have researched, apparently no shots have been fired, is, okay. is, is what right. we know so far. Uh, so with that, uh, and spoiler alert, this, this is what's going to happen. Uh, the 600 men come in. Uh, 
Captain Moore sees the numbers and his bold promise he would never surrender quickly changes course and he surrenders without anybody firing a shot. Uh, and so what that in- essentially means is all of those men, of course, are taken prisoner. Uh, the number of firearms and ammunition that you mentioned earlier uh, that were stationed in the fort, they obviously got to take all those uh, and help the, help the cause out without ever having an actual battle. So historically, as far as research goes, there's no research to indicate there was a quote-unquote battle of Fort Thickety. Uh, which, you know, obviously that's a, that's a great thing. No one had to lose their life that day, right? right. Uh, Captain Moore could have been stubborn and lost every one of his, uh, every one of his men he had out there that day, uh, but surrendered um, uh, effectively July 26. And it's interesting to me, and we can compound more on this about the timeline in this county, okay? Uh, that's July 26, 1780. Uh, August 19th, same year, Musgrove Mills you know, right down the road. Uh, October 7th, northeast uh, corner of Cherokee County, that's Kings Mountain, okay? Uh, that's where Shelby was again, and uh, as well as Elijah Clark we mentioned earlier. And then uh, January 17th, the next year, um, Calpins. And so Cherokee County is, is a, in a unique place being uh, the smallest county in the state, but having some of the most important battles of our uh, American Revolution. And Fort Thickety, most people reading their history books, even local people reading their history books, wouldn't necessarily know about Fort Thickety uh, growing up. It wasn't really well known or well publicized, but it's right there with those chain of events. And certainly with the people who really made those other chain of events, Cowpens and uh, Kings Mountain, you know, very historical events. So it's just kind of interesting. And that's, that's why Chaps was so uh, happy to be able to acquire the fort and to uh, to hopefully restore it back to the way it was then. Um, I can talk if you want briefly about kind of what we've done and where we where we. Yeah, gone. let's talk about that. Let's uh, let's kind of paint a picture for what people who would come to the area will find out there. Sure. Well, if you go out there now, uh, we have a, a, a block building. Uh, we kind of colloquially call it the fort, that building, uh, but it's, it's really just a blockhouse building. Uh, it's probably, I'm ballparking 18 by 24 foot. Uh, it, it, it's not a huge building, but when we got the fort, the prior landowners had actually done some things. They put a tin roof over it and done some things to help protect it. Uh, but it's still 200 years old, and it's just been out in the wilderness for that long, and uh, it, it needed a lot of needed a lot of help. As a matter of fact, it was probably sits about 30 feet off the road, and uh, when we got it, the the just overgrowth, mostly you know kudzu and vines and stuff like that, you couldn't even see it from the road. I mean, it was that kind of uh, overtaken with uh, weeds and things. So. Uh, we were able, very fortunate, to be able to secure uh, some additional logs. There was a farmhouse down the road towards Union, down 18 towards Union, near the Grendel Shoals area. That's where Morgan came uh, from there to Cowpens. And that house looked like a normal farmhouse, Uh, but it actually was a cabin they had put siding around uh, and built kind of added other rooms to. It was a cabin from that era. It was, that's right. It was, uh, we had our experts look at it and the logs on the, uh, the cabin, the, the one we were 
going to acquire looked uh, identical to Fort Thickety. So we were very fortunate to have some logs because uh, the, the building we were restoring, some of the logs had some damage, termites, that sort of thing, uh, and some of them weren't really uh, the corners. We kind of had to tighten up, so to speak. So uh, not only that, the original block building would have been kind of a one-and-a-half-story building. Uh, so, so we needed the extra logs to kind of get that extra half-story because when we acquired it, it basically was the log above the doorway was the top of it. So we needed kind of four or five more logs of height, so to speak. Do you have any idea what the building materials were? That, I've heard pine. I've had somebody say pine. You can still see on the ends. I mean, you can still see the rings from the trees. Uh, they're, they're pretty thick. I mean, they're up to the thickest part because they're kind of probably, you know, six inches uh, uh, wide and about a foot wide the other way, if you want to look at it that way, and 20 feet long. Um, my understanding was they probably were pine. Okay. Uh, but there it's, it's, you know, you can see the hand cut, you can see every cut on those, uh, those, um, on, on the logs out there. And it's interesting dynamic between that. And if you've been out there, you, there's a barn beside it and the barn itself is pretty impressive. It's probably over a hundred years old, but you know, these guys that examine these things, no, that's machine cut wood. You could just, you just look at it and tell, even though it's a hundred years old. Sure. So, sure. uh, so anyway, the, it's, that's been the main the main priority in getting the property was let's secure the block building, let's make sure it doesn't fall in, and let's get it back to the way it was. And that's what we were able to do. We were very fortunate to have those extra logs brought down. And um, as I said, that's been, a, that's been a big work in progress. We've also had some amateur and professional uh, scanners come out, metal detectors, that sort of thing. Had some folks from their um, archeological group in uh, Columbia. Um, they had, uh, the main thing, they, the only thing they could say period wise is, uh, they found a button, uh, uniform type button or a coat type button that would have been error, um, appropriate. Uh, but you know, you and I've mentioned that was a farmland and kind of going to be difficult without a battle with the land being tilled over as a farmland going to be difficult perhaps to find some actual artifacts out there, notably. Uh, when the fort was taken over, a lot of the uh, accounts, even the one you had shown me earlier today, mentions like 250 muskets. I mean, a number of guns. Uh, Shelby and those, we're not going to leave those behind. Right. I mean, they're right. going to gonna take them with them. That's uh, right. uh, they should have been working order. They weren't involved in a battle there because there wasn't a battle. It was just an engagement. So uh, so it's, it's unlikely we're going to be able to find a whole lot of hard uh, archaeological evidence as it pertains to artifacts. But we are hopeful to be able to ultimately get a place where we can do uh, ground penetrating sonar and, and do some things where we can see perhaps where there were walls, perhaps where there were buildings located, uh, to try to get it back to recreate what it was. Um, I mentioned earlier we had a young man named Tilden Thaler. Tilden built us uh, as, a, as an Eagle Scout project local kid from community approached us i mean you know we he just kind of we didn't know him before then he came out approached us about doing this uh uh this uh trail and parking lot for us so tilden came out did a great job and uh that's what we're very happy about everybody most of the people that i'm not gonna say everybody because we've had a lot of people from other areas come uh some folks from greenville have come and um help us with the fort but it's been a really good local community effort. We, we've got people that live down the road 
who've come and done work on their days off. Uh, you know, we've had a lot of good volunteers to come help us, and we're hoping to really expand that. So what are your future plans out there, real quickly? Uh, well, it's, it's, it's hopeful that we can get some funding, and using the funding, we can get some archaeological surveys. If we get those completed and we can get a better map, a road map of what, uh, what happened on site, we can build out there make it like it was make it a part like cow pens make it you know cow pens and king's mountain are interesting because they were just kind of fields out there they just happened to be where people met up and had battles uh, we can actually perhaps recreate an actual structure and have people uh come out and see uh, an actual fort and you know have kids come and do field trips and make it make it a park out there um, it wouldn't be massive we own five acres but you know it's one of those things where it could it could really be tied into the history of Cherokee County. So. It's interesting. Uh, Gaffney is really kind of a hub in this community. Right. You can come to Gaffney, walk around some of the the places around here, go to mm -hmm. Fort Thickety. Mm -hmm. You can you can go to the the museum mm -hmm. you were talking about, That's right. which happens yeah. to be on that racetrack, That's right. that uh, that muster ground. That's right. Uh, from from years ago. That's right. You can walk down to the springs down at Limestone College mm -hmm. where they would water their horses, and this was kind of a a resting spot even mm. during the time of the Revolutionary War. Yeah. But you got Kings Mountain That's down right. the road. That's right. You got Calpins on the other way. That's right. You got Musgrove Mills south of here. That's right. Uh, and and this is just kind of like a little hub right here where you could you could go and see all those places and then come back to Gaffney and spend some time here. It is. And it is a a kind of a calling card for mm. Isaac Shelby during mm -hmm. the Revolutionary War, mm -hmm. a hero of Kings Mountain, a hero of the upstate a hero of the Over the Mountain Men. That's right. That's and uh, right. this is right along the Victory Trail of the Over the Mountain Men, too. Mm -hmm. That's right. So, cool stuff. It is. So, tell me, what would you want people to take away from here? Uh, certainly, kind of what we were just discussing, that, you know, Cherokee County is, is kind of, we sometimes call it where America got started. You know, it's uh, Cal, Battle of Cowpens and Kings Mountain are undoubtedly uh, huge turning points in the war. Uh, and it, it created the momentum that got us to Yorktown. Um, Thickety, by no means was Thickety, a, it wasn't a battle, so it wasn't a major event, but it's tied into all that. It's tied in with the folks that were there. It's tied in with the area. Uh, some of the people, you know, not only the people that, that, that were in the military, but some of the local people are, were right down the road from all these historical events right here together. And it's very hard to find any other place anywhere in the country that has all that together we're the smallest county in the state and still have all that together so i think it's i think it's vital uh that folks understand the things that happen as you mentioned kind of you could come and do all three go to thickety cowpens and kings mountain uh we mentioned earlier you know the museum and the uh memorial for colonel james williams in front of the who is your relative that's or right. your ancestor that's right? right i don't know how many greats but he's one of them for my my grandparents and that in that building, as I mentioned to you earlier, is supposed to be a Revolutionary War relic room, and uh, we, I think, the uh, city and county are working on that to get that together. So, Chaps is uh, uh, helping out as best we can to to make that a good a good site for everybody to come. Because said this is this is the county with Revolutionary War really started. So, well, let me ask you this: mm -hmm. as we finish up our our time here, sure. what does Liberty mean to you? Uh, to me, it's, uh, it's certainly one of those things that I don't think that we ever need to take what those people did then and certainly what a number of people done since then for granted. Uh, you, you know, this is, this is a 
the Revolutionary War was an interesting time because the people at Fort Thickety, as far as the records show, uh, Captain Moore may have been the only true British person there. And this was a neighbor versus neighbor type engagement at Fort Thickety in some of these battles. And they, the people, you know, obviously we want to think and we, we, we all agree we were on the right side of the equation for that. And that uh, certainly you had to kind of do the thing you had to do to oppress tyranny. And I, I just think when I think of liberty in our, in our country and, and what's happened with that war, subsequent wars, I never want to take it for granted. I think it, liberty to me means you uh, continually appreciate what you have. Uh, we have a lot in this country, a lot of countries don't have, and a lot of people have fought and died to, to protect that and preserve that and keep that going. So, Well, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs>